welcome to Plan K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched the final four episodes of Tale of the Nine-Tailed. Woo! Um, can you tell me why I was so much sadder when Lee Rong died than when Lee Yan died? Um, because Lee Rong was such a freaking interesting character, and Lee Yan was cool, but not the most interesting character of all time. So that's where we're at. I I just want to start the show with that so that if you're like, man, I'm so team Leon and all I care about is the epic romance between Leon and Gia and this finale was everything I wanted. We might not be on exactly the same page and we might disappoint you with this episode. This might not be your favorite episode of Play on K if this was your favorite finale for a K-drama. I do want to rewind it just a little bit before we talk about our Lee Rong fan cast, um, where we talk just a little bit about how Buck Wild, I want to say it was like starting halfway through episode 13 and ending halfway through episode 15, so technically two episodes, but not not two calendar episodes. Um, they changed the plan about 800 times, <laughs> but you knew that it wasn't going to work out every time because they said the plan to someone. So many times. You know a K-drama plan isn't going to work if you know as the audience what the plan is. Yep. If they tell you the plan, the plan isn't going to work. And they told us about seven or eight different plans. That was a choice. (laughs) I got tired of the goodbyes. I definitely a little bit should have been sadder. But man, was it a lot to just watch Leon and Jia go on a date. And then Leon and Li Rong go on a coffee bay date and talk about the plan and Leon talked to Shinju more about the plan. And Leon talked to Granny about the plan. And then uh, Li Rong talked to someone else about his plan. And then Shinju confirmed Leon's plans with someone. And then Leon took Jia on a, a second or third date, depending on where we are at in this particular storyline. And every time it did feel like a goodbye. Yes, it did. And I'm glad they had their dates. They were very sweet. They made for great flashbacks to try and use ammunition against the viewers to make them more sad. Because viewing happy faces that can no longer be happy is devastating in its own way, I guess. Um, anyway, they went on a lot of dates. Yes, lots of so goodbye many. dates. <laughs> and they had you don't need that. A plan at every date. There was a new plan. And there was a new declaration of their love for each other. It was very cute and very special. I don't... Mm, there was just something about this romance that I was like, cool. Uh, that Period. That's it. Just cool. Good job, guys. Love Glad it. you're in love. Yeah, you're beautiful. You make a beautiful couple. Um, I always love to see Lee Dong-wook in a romance. He does a great job. He's a very believable romantic. 
Gia kind of had a comeback. I feel like she started these four episodes a little bit too much as the damsel in distress, but they brought it back. They were like, okay, no, no, no. Gia is our classic Gia. She turned it around by the end of the four episodes. It was like, she is the strong female lead who we had come to love. Yes. But just their romance together was like a little bit repetitive, a little bit like... Just so you know, they're normal, but all they ever talk about is how not normal they are and how they don't get chances to be normal. And how they just wish they were normal. <laughs> I don't know, they look pretty normal. Ex- they look normal except the fact that they're both unreal beautiful. Is that what we're talking yeah. about? That they're both super unrealistically gorgeous? Because I get it. Yes, that is not a normal life. And I feel like we are throwing a lot of shade. They did a good job. There was a lot of, like, underlying sadness and a buildup of tension. There was... We were coming to the climax, and you could feel that. But it was a a long buildup to the climax of the show. Yes. Um, yes. It was a long (laughs) buildup. And it was actually starting to give me a little bit of anxiety, and I don't know... It's not necessarily that I was connecting with the material so much anxiety as it was that I have this thing where if I take Sudafed, uh, it mimics like anxiety symptoms for me. Like I, I feel really anxious if I take Sudafed, just like however it affects me for some reason is not good. And then um, with that, uh, I took one last night and then coupled with the fact that I like watched most of the episodes today um I I was like anxious like I didn't want to keep watching it because I was like oh I can't get through this but it wasn't even like a good tense I can't stop watching type anxious that you usually get from a k-drama so much Mm. as it was like I had to pause every couple of minutes and just you know chill because I knew the plan wasn't going to work out and I was really anxious and cranky about it and I was just like (laughs) this is so bad like not this is bad as in the drama was bad but like it was a bad feeling yeah like I said when you know the plan it feels like it's not going to work that's just a drama classic trope but they tell you so many times what the plan is and everybody's got different plans and it's always changing And they just keep telling you what's going to happen. And you know that's not what's going to happen. So you just want something to happen. Yep. So I get that. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was a, it was a too tense anxiety. And then came the part where um, I really, really, really agreed with the granny this time. I know I dragged (gasps) her last episode. This episode I was like, no, I'm kind of with her a little bit. Literally, she was, like, my favorite character by these four episodes. Everybody was like, you can't do this. You are a monster. You don't love anybody. And I was like, hey, get off her back. She is the only one who has, like, sacrificed literally two people whom I love deeply. I love one of them, at least. But I'm willing to sacrifice him to save all of humanity. And everybody's like, you're a wench and the worst. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, I like I couldn't get on the 
hate granny boat anymore. I was on it last week and then I got off of it because she made so much sense when people are dropping dead of a terrible unexplained disease that kills them within like 24 hours or something. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say because some people died after like 15 minutes, it feels like, and some people instantly yeah. dropped dead. And then other people were like, I'll hang in there for the three days it takes for you to enact the 15th plan that you've had. Uh-huh. Like the CEO dude, I'm glad he didn't just like drop dead while we weren't seeing his ending. He deserved an ending. But also, the policeman that he seemed to give the plague to died within like an hour. And he survived for like four days. Yeah inconsistent plague there but anyways granny's like 900 people died last night don't we think that's bad and everyone's like no what would be bad is if leon died and i'm like what (laughs) i i just feel like there won't be a world for them to live in uh everyone she loves will die including her because she is still human technically from this terrible disease you you do you can conceptualize that right no, I I just feel like if this freaking, I don't know, extraterrestrial being, this if this granny sat me down and was like, hello, I am the bridge between heaven and earth, I need to tell you that if you die and the love of your life dies, even if she was like, and also your parents your siblings, everybody you love dies, then literally every other person on earth can live. I would be like, okay, like that sucks. I'm not, I never thought of myself as a hero, but I think I can do that. Yeah, I think I would be, I don't want to say okay with that, but I think I'd do the damn thing. It's so hard to watch Like, maybe I'm just too used to superhero movies where they're like, I would sacrifice myself to save literally anyone. It's hard to watch the opposite in Leon and Gia be like, we will sacrifice any person on Earth as long as we can save each other. Um, I feel like that's not romance so much as an unhealthy obsession. Yeah. And as the death toll rises, it becomes a lot more clear how much you guys are doing to destroy the Earth for the sake of each other. Yeah. Yep. But, you know. But we're supposed to root for you? Yeah. It's been two days and half of Seoul has died. How do we feel about that? I mean, as long as she's alive. As long as Gia's making it through this. We're fine. Give me one more day. What? There is no romance strong enough for me to get on board with this freaking plan. Something else that's kind of buck wild that is completely unrelated but just popped into my brain because I was thinking about all the police <laughs> officers that died from the disease. Um, something that just popped into my brain is that... Do you remember just the split second part where it shows one of the officers being like, Hey... Chief, why'd you let the bad guy out? And the chief was like, what? Uh-huh. And then nothing. And the, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't, I don't know if I would prefer to have that scene so that we can acknowledge that it's buck wild that as far as the cameras tell, a police chief went rogue and let out a 
serial oh, killer. That was the thing is that it was Lee Rong disguised as the detective. Right. And and they sort of acknowledge that, but it's just like that moment where it's like he is clearly all of a sudden he's a character with a story, you know? Just, <laughs> but just for a second, like he's a guy with a name who lets out a serial killer, a diseased serial killer that has killed like multiple people in their unit at this point i'm guessing just by bringing his diseased self in to turn himself in um and this guy has just a moment of any amount of relevancy to the story and then they never revisit that they just give him that moment of being like who let him out me and <laughs> nothing that's fair you know that's fair <laughs> i was thinking that with Ryder Kim and Jay Wan, where they a little bit give them an ending. There's like that part where they're having the the engagement party, but then I don't think they're in episode 16, like hardly at all. And I was like, I don't know. It just feels like they deserve a little bit more, just the it tiniest does. bit more of an ending. Just like a little bit of a maybe they're consoling Gi. I don't know because even her parents. Got and I thought it that w- it was weird the ending they got as well, but they at least got her birthday and they got to give her gifts for her birthday, Aww, which was kind of yeah. sweet. But even that felt so abrupt because the whole first half of the show was about getting them back, and then this last episode they were just like, "Here's your birthday present. We love you. Goodbye." That's fair. I yeah, I think that's part of why. I'm going to stand by, they came back a little bit too early in the show. They returned just a few episodes too soon. So there wasn't that climactic, like, explosion of feelings. There was that in, like, episode 9. And by episode 16, we've forgotten all about it. And she's taking her parents for granted, like every kid does. And she's like, the love of my life is gone. My parents are great, but, you know, I've lost something else that's quite important to me. So, we're not, like, hanging out all the time. <laughs> I get it, but also, you worked really hard to get your parents back. Can yeah. they have a little bit more screen time? No. Nope. <laughs> she's working on her documentary, so she's a little bit busy. They I, If we're talking about storylines that we thought maybe could have played out a little bit more, I'm going to say the documentary was a big one for me. I thought that the memory thing was going to be so awesome. Like, I thought, because I thought the fortune teller would take her memories of him, of Leon. And then she would, he would be super sad that she had forgotten everything they had been through. And that would have been heartbreaking. And then all of a sudden, someone would come up and be like, hey, you like your documentary project. And she'd watch it and be like, I remember or something ridiculous uh, you know yeah i but. mean amnesia is a tired storyline but i'd be here <laughs> for it if if that's what got leon back i guess yeah and, and made, if it made her documentary made sense yeah i guess they do watch it a little bit right because he gets to see his brother talking like how his brother changed and his brother talking yeah. about him. So they sort of bring it back in a very small, unexpected way. I think I just expected it to be really on the nose of, like, 
and that's the show you just watched. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's stupid. And I was like, I don't I, I guess that's why I'm not a writer. I thought it would be cool. And they're like, no, it was just an excuse for her to bond with Lee Rong for the first time in the show. And they talk about Lee Yan together. And that was one of my favorite scenes of these four episodes. Very cute. But other than that, yeah, the documentary doesn't really come up. Yeah. Um, and that's the documentary. That's really the only storyline that, like, other storyline I can think of that they were like, here's this and we'll never revisit it. Uh-huh. Um, okay. A couple of things that I like that they did. I don't know why I put my hand in front of my mouth when I started that sentence. Sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> a couple of things that I liked that they did. I, despite the fact that I, during these episodes, almost 100% agreed with Granny, I was a little bit here for her husband's walkout because I was getting really sick of how she treated him and how she just expected him to understand and be okay with whatever she chose just because she chose it. And now will you go do my bidding and continue to be treated like crap? I was here for his walkout. Okay. I was a little bit here for it. I was here for it in that aspect. The only part that was frustrating, and obviously it was such a catalyst for her growth and like brought the whole show together, so it was a necessary evil. But for me, him being like, you pretend you're the only one who cares about the loss of our son is like so unfair. <laughs> I don't know. Just those deep cuts that I'm yeah. like, hey. She's also going through it, bud. I think maybe he said something more like, I'm the only one who cares about the loss of our son. You don't care at all. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. The whole point of her freaking trying to kill Jia is to save Leon. I don't... Mm. I can't even explain it because it's all BS. Like, I'm saying the dumb thing. But I was just... <laughs> I just don't like people throwing hurtful words in their last moments. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. It was a rough fight to get through because it, it cut. there were a lot of deep cuts between the two of them. I don't really remember anything that she said that was a deep cut because almost 100% of the things that she says are deep cuts directed at someone to hurt them. So. <laughs> Throughout the whole show, she is deep cut granny. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, I loved I I loved his walkout just because I did think it was time someone pointed out how poorly she treats him specifically. Mm. Um in a way that actually got through to her, but also I'm glad that they patched things up and that I I thought his reasonings for com coming back were pretty good too, like the fact that he said everything you did proved how much you cared, and that's why I'm here. Like, I don't know. I, it was good. It was good. They brought it back, and it, yeah, that was a very good part of the show. Yeah, a good um, thing about learning to compromise as well, where they have the middle spicy rice cakes now. Mm, subtle, but so cute. Yeah, and I was kind of stoked on the fact that, that they made the team lead... Uh, the Snail Bride's reincarnated husband. That was an interesting right? twist I didn't see coming. 
totally unnecessary and I loved it. Yeah, that's romance right there. That's a That's so cute. Reincarnation romance you want to see. Yeah, for all the reincarnation we had that was a little bit like uh what? Where I mean at the beginning of the show Leon is looking for Gia and Granny's like she could be anyone since that's how reincarnation works, but it turns out she's exactly the same person. And then Gia is doing the same thing. She's like, Leon's going to be reincarnated, but he could be anybody. And then not only is he the same person, he is the same age. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how he doesn't even get born? He just re- he spontaneously reincarnates as himself, but without God powers. I feel like that should have been the real sign that he was reincarnated as a Gumiho. Where, like, they, at the very end, they're like, do the eye flash so that you know, probably, he's still a Gumiho. I really feel like they were like, um, no, the second he came back as an adult man and not a little tiny baby, that was your first hint, guys. (laughs) That's your first sign. Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you. Yeah, that one... We should also, yes, circle back to the fact that he is still a Gumiho, for sure. But yeah, it was buck wild to me when he just walks up to her one day as himself, an adult human man. (laughs) I was a little bit mad just because they talked about being born. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, are we going to see her reincarnate and and him reincarnate as well? And this time as a human and they have to find each other because that feels like more than one episode or like half an episode, y'all. Uh-huh. Um, and then so I was like, well, we can't do it that way. So is it going to be enough for her to just like realize he'll come back into this world? Absolutely not. There's no way. They've done so much to be able to be together. So that I guess that probably isn't going to be how it ends. So I couldn't figure out any other way than him coming back as an adult, but I was like, that's preposterous. That would be so dumb. Uh-huh. And they're like, I mean, to be fair, they did it well. They were yeah. like, he's going to come back as an adult person, but there's like a condition. It's all he's ever wanted is to be a human, and you think he comes back finally getting his wish he's a human man and then they're like oh no that's we all know how humans work they're born as babies (laughs) it would (laughs) it would not be comfortable if she fell in love with a baby so (laughs) we won't do that see episode two of play on k's edition of tale of the nine tales (laughs) to know how we feel about people falling in love with babies short version not okay. Not okay. So he's going to come back as an adult man. And the only way to justify that, he's going to come back as an adult man fox. Okay. How How did you cope with the last episode knowing, not knowing that he was going to come back? I am on Twitter, who <laughs> six hours after the episode aired was like, don't worry, he comes back, guys. And I was like, I haven't even started the show. Thanks, Twitter. And you guys told me the last scene. Thank you, Twitter, for always being there for me. I hate you and everyone who uses you. Yeah, Twitter's an awful dumpster fire. <laughs> Sorry, Twitter users. Um, 
I just can't with Twitter because they do they do that. They spoil everything. Twitter is the place that people go to either ruin things or have things ruined. So So why do I keep getting on there? I don't know. <laughs> um still on it. To answer your question though, fine, honestly. It was kind of sad, but I almost kind of liked the ending. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't have liked the ending that he just gets to float in nothingness in the death river forever um because that is kind of a disappointing ending but it doesn't tragic endings don't bother me as long as they are good if that makes sense like like everything's closed and i think there can be a lot of satisfaction even in a tragic ending as long as certain things are acknowledged um, like maybe it's the repeating of a cycle, which is what a lot of this was about, or maybe it's, um, I guess, I guess if he had like reincarnated eventually, but they just had never been together again, I still would have found a lot of beauty in that because he would have first of all saved her life and she could finally live the human life that he wanted her to live and then he would have also gotten to live his human life I guess is where I'm getting with that but overall yeah I just I wasn't too worried about it I was a little bit sad in the sense that I do like the characters we've dragged everyone pretty hard (laughs) so far but I do like the characters and I wasn't like I hope you're miserable Mm -hmm. but I just as long as they had given me a satisfying ending. I was okay with a little bit of tragedy. But I guess it's good he came back in the way he did. Good luck when your wife dies. Ages and dies. <laughs> but I guess yeah. we're not going to look too far into that. Because that would be morbid, I suppose. Just thinking about what you said about circular um, storylines. Which is something they've done a lot in this show. How cool would it have been if the last episode was, like, seeing Gia cope with his death and making the video for herself and Lirong sacrificing himself for his brother's reincarnation. And then the end of the episode is just like when you first saw little baby Imugi, where it's just, like, an eye-opening. And you know somehow that it's Lirong. Yeah. Like you just feel Maybe that a little in your fox heart. eye. Yeah, that'd be so cool. That actually would have been the coolest ending. Like I'm happy for them. I'm glad they got their happy ending. But that would have been the coolest ending. Just saying, a little bit tragic because they're not gonna be together in this lifetime. But a little bit cool though, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do we always have to rewrite the endings? I don't know why we're like this. I don't know why we're like this, but we are. If you've been listening to play on ko up to this point you know you get it <laughs> we're never happy we always have to rewrite the ending it could be the perfect show and we would still rewrite the ending yep whoops um i do want to finally just talk about how much i loved Rong's character arc yep that can just be the rest of the show yes was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we just talk about that in its entirety um one last thing mm. i'm so sorry no, i forgot fine. you just mentioned it the um let's see sodo chan 
Sam Dochan. Sam Dochan River. Did it... No spoilers for Huayugi. But there's a dragon in Huayugi that was a little bit of a CGI mess, I will say. <laughs> Do you feel like the river, Samdochan River, was a little bit like that for this show? A little bit? It's interesting because I actually thought about how I liked the silhouetted, like, and everything was kind of dark. Um... Like, I, I guess I liked the color scheme, which sounds so corny to latch onto, but I did. I, I thought that it was kind of cool that, like, all of the banks were silhouettes for the most part. Mm. But by the time they fully fell into the river, I was a little bit, um, I don't know. I was just like, and now we're in s- space, but, like, if space was the background of a 90s photo... <laughs> Yeah, I really liked, like you said, I really liked the setting. I even liked the setting when he was in the river, that kind of spacey vibe. I think the one thing for me is that he clearly wasn't in water. Like, could they not shoot that scene with him underwater? Would that have not been 900 times cooler? But instead, he's just like on a harness, hanging in dry space yeah. I'm like he's supposed to be in a river I don't know could you film this underwater so that his hair is going all directions and he's kind of got that ethereal floating vibe that would do it for me that would yeah. fix everything that would actually be really cool that would be a really cool shot maybe they don't have the underwater cameras you know that's fair I bet they're expensive it was, it was a huge budget uh they maybe could have bought like an underwater camera with the money they used to CGI the river, but... But instead, (laughs) he's just chilling in that river. And then they dragged it out for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, they could have hit the river, hit the the water, and then just cut. Cut to everybody else. Like, we didn't... We do know that he is sad that he had to leave G.R., so I guess what I'm trying to say without being too critical is that we didn't have to rehash it. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. <laughs> okay, now let's talk about Lee Rong. Now let's stop dragging. Sorry, I have one last thing to Ooh, okay. drag into it. Actually, it's something I liked. Um, I didn't see it coming, and it was that Umugi stole the body of the... <gasps> Bokgil? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had oh, been that friends was really with Bokgil. Yeah. That was really good. That, first of all, that he stole the body of Bokgil, but that they were friends and he delivered the creepiest line of all time because he was like, I didn't like seeing my friends so happy. And that 100% in a way that maybe no other thing he did up to that point solidified what an evil, psychotic little worm he really was so good yeah oh deep cut for the deep cut granny yeah i love to see it yeah it was awesome that was super good and now on to our good good boy lirong who had the most interesting storyline even in these last four episodes where i loved one thing um that they didn't ever make him not himself like he was (gasps) always a shit from beginning to end and even in these last four episodes, he was like, fuck your plan. I have my own plan. And, <laughs> uh, 
I don't really care about your plan and I'm not going to change my character fundamentally to all of a sudden start caring about everything you care about. I just care about whether or not you're here with me. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like my heart wanted him to be friends with Gia, but it would have been so frustrating if he was, if he was just suddenly like, and now that Leon is gone, I actually realize why he liked Gia all this time. And he's like, no, I still hate that woman. Like, I can sit through a conversation with her, but we are not friends. We will never be friends. Even Shinju, like, they kind of have that little back and forth, even though they're living together, and they're basically brothers-in-law now. (laughs) It's very cute, but it's, yeah, never caves on how much of a slight douchebag he is. Yeah, like he's just a difficult person and that never <laughs> changes. And I love it. Um, so that was very good that he was the most dynamic character without changing fundamentally who he was at any point in time. And then also the f- most beautiful goodbye. It was the p- only part that made me cry in this whole K-drama when he uh, was giving up the rest of his life. And first of all, that he never got to properly say goodbye to his family. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was tough. And then he circled back around. Um, oh, and like watching the video that first of all, Leon sa- sent for, or like, made for him and then Uh the one that he made for leon like hey don't know if you'll get to see this but on the chance that you don't reincarnate as a baby um here's (laughs) this oh i think surprisingly i didn't get choked up with leon's final message to lirong it was very good but i wasn't like overcome with sadness for some reason lirong's message to leon I was like, God. Yep. I was so sad. It was so good. It was so good. And his funeral? I I don't know. Like, for some reason, there are, like, two full episodes dedicated to Leon's death. There's, like, the build-up where he's saying goodbye to everyone. And then there's the post-death where people are living their lives without him. And it's all very tinged in melancholy, but it's not messing me up. Whereas Lee Rong dies pretty suddenly, doesn't get to say goodbye to anybody, and the people who mourn him only have like half an episode to mourn. And that was, that had me. Yep. I was all the way into that. I mean, it's the sudden deaths that really get you in a different way, right? Because by the time Leon died, honestly, especially given the most drawn out of all time scene of him being stabbed and then (laughs) staggering very slowly back toward the river. um... He's 100% that bitch in that scene. (laughs) Because honestly, he's like going to eat the snake scale. And you're like, just freaking do it, bud. Just put it in your mouth. And he's like, no, gotta live up this moment. (laughs) And then six minutes later, he's walking towards the edge. And it's not until his tippy toes are on the edge that he's like, I love you. (laughs) You're like, oh, my God, Leon, you planned this. 
this was the plan all along. Out of all of the 400 plans that we had, it was this one. It was this one. You were really <laughs> just planning to walk so slowly backwards and then finally say I love you, you dramatic queen. <laughs> but I don't know. I kind of I was thinking the same thing, except Loki spoilers for uncontrollably fond. That's another drama that messed us up. But like two minutes into episode one, they tell you the male lead is dying. Mm -hmm. So you know by the end of the show, he's going to die. So it's not that big of a spoiler to say he dies. Um, But it's like hard. They drag out his death for a long time for 16 episodes. And it messes you up. Yeah. In a way that you're not, because you almost come to resent. I don't know. We listen to our uncontrollably fond episodes, but yes, it they they can do a drawn out death that hurts depending on how they do it. Um, this and they one didn't. Yeah, this one didn't really like. It was a bummer. I'm not gonna say it wasn't a bummer, but yeah, but it wasn't like even him saying goodbye, even Leon saying goodbye to Shinju, which was I'd say the saddest goodbye. I wasn't, like, tearing up. I wasn't getting choked up. I was like, man, that's sad. Yeah. And that was kind of disappointing to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm broken? We're all broken here. Here at Play on K, we're broken people. We're broken people. Um, except, yes, I did realize I could still feel when Lirong exited. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, yeah. I think I just... He... His character arc was so good and important. And you went from, okay, so they were like, all right, make him a villain. So they made him a villain, you know? And then they were mm-hmm. like, ah, but he's a likable villain in in weird ways. And we're mm-hmm. like, okay, he's a likable villain. We've seen it before. We've seen the attractive, likable villain. A dime a dozen. And then they were like, <laughs> what if he's not a villain villain? And we're like, okay, intrigued, you know, seen it, Mm -hmm. seen it a little bit before, but mostly just like, I don't know, it's very Loki-ish. Yeah. Um, And then by the end, it's like, he's a hero. (laughs) How does it feel? How does it feel when he dies? When he dies a hero that saves the whole story? We're going to take him away now. He did the hardest possible thing he's ever had to do by killing his brother. And uh, then he had to live with that. And so he was a hero once. And let's make him a hero again. He's going to give up his life for his brother. He really does have something he'd give up his life for. Okay. Hurt me, I guess. (laughs) Can you guys just like uh, lay off the hurt just a little bit? Can we just roll it back? Because I was fine until this. And now I'm not fine. This sucks, guys. Man, they did good. That was a storyline. Chef's kiss. They nailed it. I loved it. Yep. Um, couldn't have done it better. Couldn't have, couldn't done, have done it better. Lee Rong's storyline any better than they did. So let us know how you feel about Lee Rong. <laughs> <laughs> Only Lee Rong comments, please. We are not accepting any other comments uh, for our Lee Rong fancast. <laughs> No, yeah, let us know anything that you thought and probably all the things that we missed in these final four episodes because there's a lot to talk about. But 
You know, I think we stayed strong. We didn't talk about Lee Rong for most of our podcast when that's really all we wanted to talk about for the whole podcast. Yeah, we picked our battles well, I think. That Lee Rong will be the bonus episode. It'll be 100% Lee Rong. <laughs> um, to do that, email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also find us on the nightmare twitter or the somewhat less of a nightmare instagram <laughs> our twitter is at play on k and our instagram is at play on k podcast yeah we we are on a few different streaming platforms like blueberry and spotify and itunes and stitcher and if there's one where you can rate and review us we would appreciate it so so much if you did as it would help other k drama fans find us yeah, and then um, I think that's every. What have we? Oh, we There's have always one more. Yeah. Okay. So we have a website and a Patreon, and we'll just talk about oh, those yeah. both at the same time because you can find a link to our Patreon on our website. Our website is playonk.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com/playonk. Woo. Um. Yeah. I we have a show that we're gonna watch next. Raquel picked a show that's gonna really test if we're emotional people or not if we're truly broken then we won't cry at the next show but if you have any other suggestions for shows that you want us to watch as always just let us know and we'd love to see what you want us to see yeah and we can't wait to see that and we can't wait to join y'all next week again or have you join us i don't know what i'm saying um my dog is crying <laughs> i'm falling apart uh join us next week for a bonus episode of tale of the